I am now delighted to be joined by the man who's just come out of the last 16 of the UK Open, Alan Souter. How are you, Alan? Yeah, good. Um, just sitting at the upper way to go home, but it's been a good couple of days, yeah. You lost last night to, to Dave Chisnell, 10-8 in the end. How's that result sitting with you now this, this afternoon? Um, still disappointed. Um, I think I always look back and analyse games, and to look back at being 8-6 up and just not performing in the last few legs, Although Chizzy did play good in the last four legs, I just I didn't feel up a fight, so disappointed. But at the same time, yeah, it was a good run, so mm-hmm. I can't be too disappointed. And in those last four legs, where do you think your your scoring power went? <laughs> I don't know. If anyone can tell me, let me know, please. Um, not sure. Um, I think maybe just finishing line syndrome. Maybe just thinking a little bit too much about you've got a chance. I, I did have them ahead two legs. You just need to win two legs. Come on and. Obviously, for whatever reason, the, the wheels just fell off us a little bit. But um, yeah, something to think about and something to practice. Maybe when I'm at home, and just it's obviously those big occasions I need to start closing these games out. And obviously, you were back on the, the TV stage last night, and you had those breaks after to every five legs. Was that a good thing for you? Not sure. I'm not really used to that level yet. So um, I went off after the first break. Um, and I didn't go off after the second I stayed on the stage and had a throw and then after the second break I played a lot better so I don't know it's some it's a balancing act that you need to get right depending on what level you need if you need a comfort break or whatever I don't know it just, it's just at the moment you've just got to take it as it is whatever you think right at the time and you've stuck with bits and pieces for the walk-on I see <laughs> yeah um, we've, we've had a, a lot of discussions myself and Paul and a few people on Twitter like yourself as well um, just try to go through songs and things but it fits just now it's a good song but we, we have been looking at other things just maybe see what we do going forward if we get some more TV appearances but um, bits and pieces is good for now <laughs> But generally though I'm sure you've got to be pleased it's another great tournament for you and you've got to be delighted with your start to life as a, as a pro in the PDC Yeah, if you told me in December that this would be where we'd be sitting and up to 85th I think in the rankings already and I, I can't ever be disappointed with that but obviously um, I'm the kind of person that doesn't like to lose and I also want to prepare myself properly and be the best I can so 85th is only the start we, we want to be in that, that elite group of players so I'll, I'll keep pushing I'll keep practising and um, we'll, we'll try and go higher When I spoke to you a couple of weeks ago you said that your only goal was to not lose first round of every pro tour picking up you know, just shy of 12 and a half grand in 10 days certainly is an improvement on that is that the top 64 the next goal for you? I think two goals now, maybe. Um, top 64 after two years. So it's a modest target, but I want to try and retain my two card. And the second target now has to be to qualify for Alec Pali at Christmas. Mm-hmm. When we did speak a couple of weeks ago, you said that it hadn't really sunk in yet that you were a PDC tour card holder. Has it sunk in now? And if so, when was the, the moment that it hit you? I'm still not, still finding my feet a little bit, I mean, I, so I, I don't know yet, it's it's not any different to darts that I've played before, it's still darts, but it, it obviously is very professional and the setup's class and um, just the way that everyone deals with you is, is superb, but I've known a lot of the guys for a long time, so it's just like being back at darts with the guys I used to play with back in back in the day, so it's it, it's sinking in, I'm, I'm, I, it probably the travelling is making it sink in because you're, you're spending a lot of time on the move, travelling up and down from Scotland. So I think that's a reality check. You know, I'm going to go home today in a few hours and then 
I've got to travel back next Monday, and in between that, I've got to do four shifts at work. So it's pretty pretty manic, but we'll, we'll just have to juggle it and see how we get on. And has it been a benefit for you? You know, you finished Q School a week later. You were down in Bolton. A week after that, the UK Open, and then another week later, you got another four players championships. Is it nice that the action's coming thick and fast for you? Yeah, I, I love it. I love playing darts, um, and, and especially even practicing in the room on your own with the board up on the the, the hotel room door that everyone does. Um, it's I feel good practicing. I feel like I'm, I'm I'm on it every single time when I start practicing. So you you don't you don't feel rusty. You don't feel anything because you you've just got momentum. So you just got to keep going and see if we can take out a few more scalps in the next few weeks. And one of the questions I've had in on Twitter is from Mike Yates: What are your what have been your first impressions of the the PDC tour? Um, good question. Um, really good. Um, I, I, I'm quite good at adapting. I'm quite good at just adapting to my surroundings and getting on with things. And there's there really is nothing to to moan about. You know, the the dark booths are perfect. The lighting, the boards, the the setup, the the way the players are, the way the markers are, the way Dark Connect works, it's it's um, it's a well oiled machine. Even getting put on a stream board, the PDC officials on the floor, you know, they they're straight on you as soon as you finish a match, telling you you've got ten minutes or fifteen minutes, telling you you're on which board, which stream. So yeah, it's class. And obviously with Dark Connect, everyone knows what's happening all the time in the venue as well. Plus the Dark Rankings that Andy Scott does is getting updated in play. It's just it's great. It's a great setup. And having played at Q School and being used to the, the bubble environment and the COVID protocols, there weren't going to be any surprises on that front either when you were playing those players' championship events. No, it's kind of, yeah. And being back in Milton Keynes this week, it was the same hotel, the same venue, the same setup, the same breakfast routine, the same, everything was the same. So um, getting prepared in your room before you go down to the venue is exactly the same. So again, next week will be the same. So I think that's it's something that you, it's just getting used to the routine of that, it is a hard, you know, everyone maybe thinks it's great, you're away playing darts all the time, but it's hard in the room, the bubble is causing it to be a, quite a lonely thing, but um, when you've got Paul and Nick there, we kind of have a good laugh, we're a big five and have a bit of banter, so that helps, but you are isolated in your room quite a bit of the time. And when you are isolated in your room, what are you doing to keep yourself occupied? Just practice, um, also social media, the same as you Andrew, I, I like Facebook and dabble on Twitter a little bit and just you know catch up at home with Amanda and the dogs as well and just see how, how that is but yeah Facebook has been going crazy the last couple of weeks so it's quite um, it's quite hard to keep tabs on and you miss quite a lot of things obviously but I was actually showing Paul this morning I can just keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling for my friend requests I think we're over 2,000 friend requests now it's, it's crazy I was going to say you've become like a a very popular player on the Twitter circles and Facebook. Obviously, you know, a lot of people knew, I would I would like to count myself among them, knew that you had the game to compete off the bat. But you've the way you've taken to it, I think you've earned a lot more fans. How aware of that are you? And what does that mean to you when you're playing in the event? Yeah, I'm very aware of it. Obviously, yeah, you were one of the guys that took the hat in the ring early doors and said that I could do it and do well. And yeah, to do well straight away is good. To try and carry myself good on the stage is good, and to carry myself in interviews properly and be don't be disrespectful and don't do anything out of the ordinary. Just be be respectful and be humble of where you are and the opportunities that you're getting. So I think all that sort of stuff leads to people giving you a little bit of respect back. So I like that, and I've had a lot of feedback about my shirts and about my attitude and about just the way I've been playing. So yeah, it's 
I'm, I'm totally aware of it, and I, I like social media. So yeah, there is downsides of it, and there is some people give you some rubbish comments and that, but that's you can just scroll past if you don't want to read them. So nah, the support's been absolutely incredible. Even people that I didn't realise were into darts from my whole life for the last forty years have piped up and text messages and, and messenger messages. So yeah, it's been it's fascinating to look at when you go back to the room. The bubble environment actually probably gives you time to relax in the room and just sit on social media for half an hour and, and, and go through these comments. So yeah, it's cool. Going into that first Pro Tour, draw world champion in AD Lewis first round, not an easy way to start. I mean, there was never going to be an easy start, but you know what I mean. To win that in the way you did, be 5-3 up, you both mismatched starts. To win that 6-5, the way you won it must have been a confidence booster as well. Yeah, um, I went in with eyes wide open to the whole event and I kind of looked about the venue and I thought, give me a at least like, break me in gently, thinking, okay, you know, there's players in the hall that I look at and think I'm better than you, and that's not being arrogant, I just, that's the way I feel, but, um, yeah, when, it, when the draw came out, straight away, I'm thinking, right, he's the seed on the board, and we looked, and went, wait a minute, he's not even seeded, so to get a back-to-back world champion who wasn't even a seed in our group was a bit of a blow to start with, but, yeah, I, I I played AD quite a lot in exhibitions and he's quite a good lad and I had quite a bit of respect for him so it was a nervy game and I think he felt the same way even though he's done a lot more than I have in the PDC so nervy game but great great to win that one that sort of just set the tone for the week I think a little bit of belief landed with me and thought you know what I can compete with these guys let's 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 keep it going and see if we can take out a few more mm-hmm. I mean the next game against Dave Chisnell you came from behind to, to win the game and you showed that in your, your game of Ron Moulinkamp as well. That resiliency is, is a strength for you, isn't it? I think so. I, I, do you know what? Like, the game with Chizzy, Chizzy scores like an absolute machine. But I always think you'll get chances with Dave because he'll, he'll, you know, he's, he's got that jerky throw, but it, it works a very lot of the time. But if he gives you a chance, you've got to try and step in and take it. And I did a few times. A one four two checkout was a bit of a, a punch in the stomach for him. When I checked that out, he, he, we talked about it afterwards, actually talking about it yesterday before we played. But, um, yeah, I think, I never ever think I'm beat. I think when you think about darts and everyone talks about it being one leg at a time, that old cliche, it's 100% one leg at a time. And it's even in in a leg, you can think to yourself, a 140 or 180 gets you back in it. And that's the way people think. And that, that's what you've got to think in these games. You're never out of a leg. You can put in a big score, put pressure on, they miss, and then... Away you go, you've got your chance and take it and move on to the next leg. Hmm. And there have been some great highlights for you already with the players you've beaten. You've beaten four former world champions, but that win on the, the second players' championship, 6 2 against Peter Wright, 105 average, that must have felt special. Yeah, it was all right. Missed a few darts at a double there. No, it was it. That was a cracking game. And, and, and do you know what? The, the respect from Peter after it, all, all the rest of the day when I seen him and the following morning when he spoke to me, just sort of good words of encouragement and that. I don't really know Peter, so um, it was good that he sort of came and gave me five minutes of his time and just sort of introduced his cell and just says, keep going, stick in and that. So ruffled a few feathers and uh, made a few waves, so we'll, we'll keep going like that. It's, it's all good. And having Nick Kenny there with you at the Players' Championship, the UK Open, have him to practice with and just chat to him, whatever, is that nice as like a sounding board, just someone to bounce off? And he's young and, and keen and, and full of beans, and he wants he wants to be there and he wants to do well. Plus, he's been there last year, so he's done a lot of the circuit last year, done a, a 
pro tour, so I, I just feed off him and ask him and anything I need next on case. Yeah, he's a lot younger than me, but he's he's got that bit more experience in the PDC. So next, brilliant, class guy, class act, class player, and um, just not getting the rub of the green just lately. And I kind of hope he just springs into action because he's been in practice, he's scoring and he's finishing has been class. So I just fingers crossed the both of us can just push on another level and, and start causing a bit of bother in the PDC. Mm. And take you back to Friday afternoon. Obviously, the UK Open. That draw with Barney was one of the ties of the, the day, one of the ties of the round, really. To get that win on TV, opening day, with all the hype he had, and get a bit of revenge for, for earlier in the well, a week or so before, that must have been nice. Yeah, it was very nice. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like we've talked about already about social media. The hype behind that game was crazy. And, and everyone was just try, chatting it up, saying, wow, check that for the second round draw. And, and I kind of felt a bit hard done by thinking, done well at the Players' Championship, so you maybe avoid some of the bigger players. You couldn't possibly have landed a bigger fish in the second round than Barney, but do you know what? Barney, he, he's still just coming back, isn't he? So he, he didn't play well against me, and I think there's a lot of pressure on him on his first TV return, so I'll quite happily take a win if he's under par and I played at my usual 90-plus average. I'm, I'm quite happy to take a win like that. It was a big win, and there's loads of TV and loads of media coverage after it, so it's, it's all good for my profile and for Big Five, so we'll move on from there. And having now played you know, the UK Open, four players' championships, are there things that you've noticed that you feel you're going to need to work on as, as the year progresses? Yeah, I need to work on not being a part-time dart player. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, yeah, I need to put in more practice up. I have practiced a lot in lockdown, but I think I need to be more considered practice now and but you know, you know, I do JDC virtual routines, and I've done that all this week, this weekend, sorry, and last week. I, I use it in the room. I do JDC virtual, but I think I maybe going to have to. My scoring's good enough. My scoring's as good as anybody in the world, I believe. But my finishing, you know, sometimes lets me down. And, and three darts at a double, you should be putting that to bed and not giving the player another chance to come back at you. So yeah, finishing and maybe routines and different things. I've, I've got loads of practice routines from over the years so it's maybe just pinning them down to a few that are going to make it a bit more clutch on my finishing and if I can if I can get my percentage check a percentage up I think then that that's the key I, I look at all the stats in my games and I think my check percentage is not high enough mm. it's definitely not high enough so if I, I need to work on that and that's something I'll do going forward but I mean there are a lot of positives for you to take as well and one of the games that you did end up losing but you lost 6-5 to Johnny Clayton and you were right there. Every single leg went on the throw, and he was, the, you know, the form player of that weekend in Bolton. Yeah, well, there's another story. There's, I've lost the bull so many times. <laughs> so, there's, a, so you're already going into the match thinking, right, win the first leg and break their throw. But the Johnny Clayton game, exactly that scenario, lost the throw, which pretty much probably lost the match because every leg went on throw. And even though I left 24. I think I was on 24 after 12 or 15 and he checked out, which, yeah, I gave him a run for his money, but we, we've known each other for a long time, me and Johnny, and it's, we, 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 we know we both have to play well to beat each other, so that, that's the way he's done it, and he, he moved on and absolutely smashed out of the park that week. Well, I, th- I feel fairly confident that you're using an old set of Steve Beaton darts at the moment. When are we likely to, to see the Mission Dart Alan Suter range coming out? Yeah, you're right, I do use... Steve Beaton's from three Steve Beaton editions ago. So um, he, he had the blue and gold ones, which 
I, I bought and they, they weren't any good for me and then he's got new ones again from when now the black and gold ones and I, I, obviously I'm in the circles now where I'm going to be having an Allen shooter dart so yeah I was down at Mission at Bolton last week so that's all in hand Steve's designing the darts just now um, all the merchandise all the shirts everything's going to be a big package so really looking forward to seeing what Steve comes up with because some of the other stuff he has done is incredible and um we had a look at the Richie Edhouse darts from there, and it's just just class. So he spent a long time with me in the in the warehouse at Darts uh, Corner. So I'm kind of hoping that the designs come in the next few weeks, the next few days. I think they might actually be. And then obviously we need to get a prototype and make sure they're all right for me to use. And once they're good, then I'm sure Mission will be doing a lot on social media and putting it out there. And my darts suit darts will be available very soon, hopefully. I'll be looking forward to getting a set of those myself. A couple of questions from Twitter. Mike Yates, Sean Adams both asked the same thing or similar thing. What do you think you can achieve this year and do you feel you've got the game in you to, to win a Pro Tour title this year? Uh, I was actually, I was with Paul this morning on the train and then I, I, we split up and I went on the tube to Heathrow and I was just sitting thinking, what if I just got a run and can win a Pro Tour? That would be something special. But, I've got to be mindful when you look around that room at all the players that are in there are exactly thinking the same thing and are all capable as well. But I think I'm capable of a pro tour win. You need to have a good day. You you, you have to have a bit of luck of the luck of the draw and a bit of rub of the green to, to maybe get over the line in a certain match. But I think I can win a pro tour and I certainly think I can get in the top 64 this year. But saying all that, it's been two weeks so there's a long, long way to go. But if I can keep producing the numbers that I'm producing and maybe just get a little bit better. I think playing more, I think that's going to help. Obviously, it's going to help. I'm going to be more consistent. So, I think top 64 and I definitely think Ali Pali, this next Ali Pali World Championship, I think I can qualify for. 100%. Now, two questions from Russell Roebuck. First one is, Roundo or Pepos? What's your preference? <laughs> Pepos, 100%. Best fish and chips in Scotland. <laughs> Okay, cool. I was glad. I had no idea what that meant, so I'm glad you've... Yeah, they're both, they're both fish and chip shops. And the second one, if you were to, to be able to play in the PDC World Cup and you could choose to play with anyone, either you know one of the Scottish tour card holders or someone up and coming, who would you pick to play with? Wow, what a question. Um, I don't think I'm quite at that level because every Scottish player on the, on the PDC is above me at the moment, so um, it's not even a thought, but... Obviously, looking forward, if, if I maintain my status and keep my card, then, yeah, I'd love to play for Scotland in, in the PDC World Cup to follow up what I've done in the WDF. But um, it can only be one player, it has to be Gary. If, if you could play with Gary in a World Cup, that would be class. But a, a second best to him, and not a second best because he's an absolute great guy, would be Big John. John Henderson would be, he's just the best guy, best guy ever. He, he's just such a good guy, and. He's been so welcome in the last couple of weeks for me, but there's there's a lot of competition out there because Ryan Murray is a cracking player and he's starting to make some waves as well. And he's been good for a few years now. So him, Willie Borland, and then obviously Mr. Bolton has now proclaimed himself Scottish. So he's um, he's obviously vying for a World Cup spot if he's now Scottish, mm. as they say. <laughs> and you mentioned him there. This was something I was going to ask you before, but forgot. Have you had a chat with Gary Anderson yet? Yeah, 
very first minute when I walked in the door of the first Pro Tour, <laughs> we sat on the table right, ne- right next to him and we just had a, his opening line to me was, I thought you weren't doing this, darts malarkey. <laughs> because, because I turned him down before but um, he was yeah he's a total gentleman and he was really good and just gave me a couple of bits of advice as well which he didn't need to it wasn't expected either but he just we just had a chat and sat at the table and every time I was coming back from winning a match he'd, he'd say well done and things so yeah I spoke to him he, he's, he's class he's, he's just a class guy that's why everyone in Scotland loves him now, if you don't mind me asking what was the the advice he shared with you And you've picked up 12,250 quid in the space of 10 days. Have you got any plans for what you're going to spend some of that money on? Yeah, I'm going to buy a boat. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no, there's no plans at all because obviously you know the situation with my work and um, I'm not even thinking about the money. The money is not important at all. Um, obviously, moving forward, it, it can become important. It can be life-changing, but at the minute, it's, it's a secondary thing to doing well at darts. And um, those rewards will come with it if, if I continue to do well. Mm. Um, no plans, apart from Paul will have a laugh about this, but um, Amanda's been um, decorating the house while they've been away, so new kettle, new toaster. Every every time I was winning around, it's like, oh, can we get pots and pans now? So <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think there might be some uh, accessories for the kitchen, that's about it just now. <laughs> well, it was a very impressive run for you at the UK Open, but you're going to have to do it again and, and do it when the fans are back in, because I imagine the support coming down from Scotland for you would be massive. Yeah, I think that's that's a good thing. I think that it felt weird in there playing without any fans. The canned the canned crowd noise was was fine. It didn't put you up and down. It was quite quiet. But maybe what people don't realise at home is the walk on music's not played in the venue. So mm. when you walk out, you walk on to nothing. There's no music. Um, that's because obviously it's the multi board system and you can't have music blaring in the venue. But obviously at home it comes across as if there's walk on music on. But that's just obviously TV production that add that in afterwards but um, yeah it's weird I think if there is fans back by the middle of the year like they're talking about then if I can get to any more events qualify for any TV events Ali Pali or, or wherever it may be then yeah there's going to be <laughs> my phone's red hot with people saying about wanting to come and support so even guys that I was in the military with back in the day so there's loads of these guys saying oh we'd love a trip let's get a bus organised and things so a best practice in there try and get to another TV event. Hmm. You've definitely had worse weeks, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, I've had a lot worse weeks, yeah. It's probably been the, the best two weeks in darts for, for a long, long time. But barring Canada, when we won the World Cup, I, I can't think of it anything going any better than what this last 10, 12 days has been. And you've got a nice you know, week break now, and then you're back at it again for the second Super Series. And uh, I wish you all the best for that, mate. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you.